Hey everyone, it's Jake here, doing another intro, because that's just what I do, I guess. A couple things I forgot to mention in the front of the episode. First things first, thank you Jamie Martinez for joining the Patreon. You are the sponsor of this episode. Thank you Jamie Martinez. If you want to sponsor an episode, all you gotta do is join patreon.com slash puke one dollar a month. I'll shout out your name at the beginning of the next episode. And that'll be your episode for the end of time. Episode 40 is Jamie's. Could be yours. Episode 41. Uh, also, I want to shout out Youth Erasure X Churro Lightyear, their split album. Uh, the vocalist for Youth Erasure is Destin from Hitbox. We did an interview. It's still not out. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll edit it soon, okay? I'm busy. <laughs> I'm really busy. But, um, yeah, we didn't get to do an episode last week, so we were going to review that record and we were not able to so i'm shouting them out here check it out it's a good record we just did not have time to review it this week uh the the forward momentum of time keeps going as it were so those were the two things i want to update you on thank you for your patience with last week i'm sorry we missed an episode but it is what it is and we're gonna keep going till episode 50 season 2 finale whoa epic and then season 3 will start next year it'll all be good thank you for listening and enjoy the episode hello welcome to me and puke my name is jake my name is ivy i'm kevin and yeah we're back again after a week's break God moved heaven and earth so this podcast could not happen. That's okay. It happened. Sorry, my uh, my house was almost underwater. That's all. That's on me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, come on. There's like you know, there's like six feet of water. That's on me. (laughs) You can podcast and swim at the same time. I've seen it done. (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but Ivy was swept away by Hurricane. Ian and I was at a quinceanera dancing with an eight-foot-tall robot. So it just wasn't happening for us. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I was... Okay, so I was pretty high. (laughs) And the robot just walked in, and no one around me was reacting to it at all. But it's it's like a big-ass motherfucking robot. It's eight-foot-tall. It had a cowboy hat on, everything. (laughs) I'm looking around like, hello, do you... Bro, do you see this <laughs> to one of her cousins? He's like, yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay, like, you got someone else to confirm. Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for that. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and her brother was right next to me. And I was, uh, my girlfriend's brother, it's her sister's kinsineer. Backstory, backstory lore for everyone. <laughs> uh, and I turned to him and I'm like, bro, did you know about this? And he said, no, <laughs> I had no idea. So we're all just screaming about a robot. But yeah. I saw the video and I still didn't think it was real. <laughs> it was remarkable. Recently, I've been reading comic books again, getting back into comic books. And Miles Morales Spider-Man, that's the title of uh, the Miles Morales book they have like ongoing it is best really Spider-Man. great it's uh yeah he is really the best spider-man the the current spider-man storyline is like so tired and boring it, comic books have this problem right it's not like manga or where whatever where it just goes on forever and like it actually has an ongoing story american comic books will just reset over and over like <laughs> like peter parker is back in an apartment on his own barely making by and three years ago he was running his own company <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous so miles morales spider-man on the other hand he's a you know a more fresh character he's recently come into like the main marvel universe so mm-hmm. like it's really interesting how his life is so much more different to peter parker's like all of miles family his mom his dad they know that he's spider-man and that's just what works for him but peter parker on the other hand can't tell fucking aunt may for whatever reason it's been 80 years still can't tell aunt may bro but it's just (laughs) it's just ridiculous uh but yeah the miles morales is really fun and i'm almost caught up i'm three issues away from catching up and i started reading it like last weekend so i've been reading the shit out of that ivy (laughs) ivy uh 
I know you've been playing Overwatch 2. <laughs> okay, so I've been playing I've been playing Overwatch 2 about as equally as I've been also playing Phasmophobia. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I played probably like 1,500 hours of Overwatch 1, um, and I still hate it. Uh, but Overwatch <laughs> 2 is great because now I can hate it on a different engine and it's free to play. So mm-hmm. <laughs> even okay. I, I would say like three hours leading up to to recording today i was playing it and um it's just you get people like the saltiest people ever in the in the chat and um they're like ah why doesn't this do this thing anymore it's like it's it's because it's because the game is different now (laughs) i don't know there's a two there's a two (laughs) so like I don't know. There was um, I I think I'm like level like 15 now, so I've played like quite a bit the last couple of days, and uh, <laughs> there is like quite a few chats where people are just like, "Why aren't you guys doing the thing I asked you to do?" And it's like they don't know. <laughs> like these people have never played this game before. It's like it's skill based matchmaking, so we have like two or three people on each team who have played the game before, and just like two or three people who have never played the game before. So they're running around, getting <laughs> killed, not knowing anything, and people are getting so mad. Like, get get back here! You're, why are you doing this? Stop running away! It's, heal me! It's like, I, they don't know! Like, what the fuck, dude? Anyways, it's been quite a time, and I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I hate it, and I love it all the same. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I feel like I need to pick it up. I just haven't. I don't know. I don't know if it's like haven't had time, or I just don't know if I want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the two. I'm in the I don't want to deal with it camp. <laughs> I don't want to learn all the classes. I don't want to get mad all the time. I mean, I played Overwatch like a lot like yeah. back in the day, and I loved it and hated it too, but yeah. like... It was really fun, and I missed that. That was, like, one of my last games that I remember, like, multiplayer being, like, a thing for me. Yeah. Like, it was, like, I used to I always think back, like, fondly to the Halo 3 days and the Modern Warfare 2 days, and, like, Overwatch kind of gave me that same energy for a minute, <laughs> and then they, like, fucked it up. But, you know, <laughs> as does most game developers, so... <laughs> Blizzard Blizzard really came in and was like, Hey, you guys wanna um pick your role before you queue in, right? And we we're like, No, and they're like, We're gonna double down on this and make it into the second game. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It it's crazy comparing how people perceive Blizzard around the time Overwatch came out to how they perceive Blizzard now. Blizzard oh, yeah. you, night, you, night and day. Yeah. <laughs> They used to be, like, the god game developer. Like, they can do no wrong. They're so awesome. Even though they had fucked up World of Warcraft beyond repair at that point. (laughs) (laughs) And then their Heroes of the Storm fucking League of Legends bullshit. Which I played a little bit, and it was fine, but, you know, it's one of those games. One of those games with less of a player base. Right, right. There's players, there's money to be made, and Blizzard will keep cranking out updates if you're going to keep giving them money. Yep. Not going to lie, though, Diablo Immortal plays amazingly. <laughs> Is that the mobile one? Yeah, it, like, like it, it's a piece of shit game because it just wants to suck, squeeze all the money out of you, out of your anus, like a, like a piggy bank, but it does play immaculately. <laughs> like, if you could buy it for, like, $20 and it just be a regular Diablo game, I'd easily do that. Be fair. I still play Pokemon Go like pretty regularly. <laughs> so and I and I I pay money to play it too. So oh my god. Um. Oh yeah. Like sometimes. What you do you have to pay? Buy Pokeball? Um. I'll buy into like events and stuff. Like oh. Oh, yes, we're gonna. It's gonna. It. It's poke. It's uh. It's the Pokemon event for two days. Buy it's five dollars. Buy your ticket and then you buy it. And then, like, you get two hours of content for a weekend, and they're like, ah, oh, are you glad you gave us $5? And I'm like, yeah, this was sick. Is Wiglet in the game yet? Oh, my God. Wiglet has to be the most know. cursed fucking Pokemon I've ever seen. It's so gross. It makes me think of the tapeworm episode of Mr. Meaty. I, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> No, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's in the game yet. I might be wrong. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't think so. Bring Wiglet, <laughs> Pokemon Go. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I got distracted by Wiglet. There, Kevin. I feel uh... like that's the whole point. 
<laughs> what have you been up to watching, reading, etc.? Watching, Bra- uh, no, not Breaking Bad. I just finished Breaking Bad, so I've been watching Better Call Saul. Ah, yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. I still haven't um, dived into that, uh, like Breaking <laughs> Bad it. or Better Call Saul. I mean, it was the first time I watched Breaking Bad, like, ever. Yeah. So it's not like, like I waited forever, too. Like, <laughs> it, I, I watched the finale that was the first time I watched the show. Oh, like back when, back when it was on, like it was live, and like everybody was talking about it, and I was like, "I, I don't watch this shit, but I want to participate. Yeah. I don't care. I'm watching it." So I watched the finale, and it was like I didn't get it, obviously. Yeah, but it actually made it like interesting to like watch it and know kind of what was gonna go on at the end. Yeah, I'm like how the fuck do we get here in like <laughs> five seasons or whatever? So yeah, either way, Math. good show though. Math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but that I've been watching Atlanta cause that's back. Love that. I need to get uh, into that. I've heard yes. it's really good. It is definitely one of my favorite new shows. And this latest season has been like on so far. It's like only four episodes so far, but oh, yeah. still really good. Abbott Elementary is oh, like this. I've also been watching. Show. Yeah, I like that. It's really, it's like, it's not like, oh my god, high tier comedy. Like, I mean, it's good. No. It's got some like some jokes that are just like way that are <laughs> that. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that. But it's mostly, I mean, like, it's a sitcom. Like, you know, like, come on, it's just cute. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's not to like? <laughs> And Zach Fox was on it for like a little bit, so yeah, I loved him in it. <laughs> so you're watching season two as it comes out? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> kind not like on TV because I don't, oh, I yeah. don't have I use cable. <laughs> so yeah, me neither. <laughs> Fuck that. It's like, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, season two so far has been really good. You're you're right. It's not like top tier comedy. I say it's kind of like Parks and Rec, but a little, yeah, yeah. a little less cynical. It's got right. sort of that lesson of the episode type feel. Oh yeah, of course. So it's like I think it's really solid though, and yeah. I think like you need that. It's like I can't watch like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, like emotional bullshit, <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. Like, I need some like peace show that's like not <laughs> like I gotta think about every little thing that's going on. <laughs> I'm also watching a show weekly right now called Reboot. Um, not the old CGI kids cartoon. It's That's a... what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. This one's, it's made by the Modern Family People, and it's about oh. a sitcom, a 90s sitcom that gets rebooted. It's just really good. It's got Judy Greer, Key and Michael Key. Oh, uh, oh and Johnny Knoxville is in it. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny, too. It's like very sharp it's quite a funny show i really enjoy modern family i think it's like top tier sitcom for me and this feels right on par with that so That's what's up yeah i hope it gets a season two because it's really good but I, I have seen people talking about it a little bit but that's probably just because the algorithm has you know <laughs> looked through <laughs> my fucking hulu watch list now i'm gonna get ads for it now that we've been talking about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> reboot ivy i did want to ask phasmophobia what's so good about that game that game sucks <laughs> no that game's <laughs> sick as that game's sick as fuck okay so joe and i decided that we we're gonna get good at that game because <laughs> i bought so i bought the game like a year and a half ago and i just like didn't get into it and then uh, i can't remember who mentioned it but i was like oh yeah i have that game let's like let's play it so i bought it for joe and joe was not feeling it and then <laughs> and then <laughs> so i'm so you know like basically everybody's like hey yo this game kind of sucks uh, and then uh, i don't know we 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 were like, all right, let's give it another chance. And Joe and I decided, you know, no one else cares about this game. I care about this game. You care about this game. Let's, like, let's do it, you know? So we started, like, looking up, like, tutorials and, like, trying to get good at it. And <laughs> and basically, like, we just took it from the... We basically decided, like, we're going to become, the you know, Zach Baggins of phasmophobia we're gonna go in here we're gonna treat this thing like we're we're the real deal and we're gonna ask it questions we're gonna fuck with the ghost and it's gonna be great um and ever since we decided to do that like and like try to get better at the game like it's been so much fun like you just go in with a bunch of gear and you walk into some location 
and you start like talking mad shit to the ghost <laughs> and like trying to figure out what it is and it's it's a blast like i i i know that you know not a lot of people like it and it's kind of a pain and it does not explain anything to you when you start the game you do not have to play the tutorial none of your friends are going to tell you how to play it the game just appears and you go in and you play the game but um <laughs> just appears <laughs> hey i mean that's basically how it feels it's like hey you want to play some phasmo and it's like yeah i'll play some phasmo and you buy the game you know it's like 14 bucks you download it and you pull it up and you join your friend's lobby and boom you're in it doesn't explain shit to you and so <laughs> yeah. you're like all right well i'm gonna walk in this house and i'm gonna start yelling you know every curse word i can think of at the ghost and saying its name and making it angry and it'll show up eventually and maybe i'll live and maybe i won't live and you know maybe we'll find out what ghost it is and <laughs> are you two becoming like phasmophobia speedrunners? is that why no, no 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 <laughs> no we'll never be like i think there's like a series of Someone, uh, someone does like, uh, I, fi I find every ghost under five minutes in <laughs> yeah. phasmophobia. It's like, we're never going to be that, but <laughs> it, it would be nice to like, I hate streaming and I streamed for a long time and I would like to get back into it specifically just because like, even though I hate it, it kind of is like a, uh, and I, and I say hate it in a way that it's like, I don't like it. I do like it. It doesn't mean I don't hate it, but okay. it, it kind of substitutes <laughs> like when your friends aren't online so you can like talk to chat and hang out and play yeah. games and kind of get like a close to the same thing about it. And I think Joe and I kind of came to the conclusion that like, it would be cool to stream this uh, and I was like, it would be cool to get like a VOD of this and we can use it as like a visualizer for the, for the new witch's tongue stuff that's going to come out since it's literally <laughs> called ghost girl. Yeah. You know, we, we play phasma, we get a VOD, we edit it, it'd be cool. But <laughs> genuinely, I think it's just the, I like being scared. It's spooky time of the year you know, it's getting close to Halloween and I just, I just like going into a house and yelling at a ghost and seeing what it does and trying to figure out what kind of ghost it is. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like a blast. I love it. Counter argument. It's too scary and I get scared. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I still get scared. I got super comfortable. And like last night we had this really aggressive ghost and it kept like turning on a car alarm and like turning off the lights. And I was like, I don't even want to go in here. <laughs> like every time I go in the garage, it yells at me and gets in my ear. And I don't like that. And Joe's like sitting out in the van like, you got to do it. <laughs> we got to get the evidence. He's like, I don't want to get the evidence anymore. <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our mutant news section. Right after this quick break. Yo, it's Destin from Hitbox. You're listening to Mutant Puke. Alright, Mutant News, the grossest, slimiest news we could find on Stereogum.com. Uh, Roger Waters claims he's on a Ukrainian kill list. Roger Waters has claimed to be on a Ukrainian kill list, telling Rolling Stone, don't forget. I'm on a kill list that is supported by the Ukrainian government. I'm on the fucking list, and they've killed people recently. But when they kill you, they write liquidated across your picture. Well... I'm one of those fucking pictures. The Pink Floyd co-founder in recent months has been an overtly political presence in the media and on his This Is Not A Drill tour, which displays a war criminals montage with a photo of Joe Biden, he also recently wrote an open letter to the Ukrainian First Lady asking her to encourage her husband, President Zelensky, to sue for peace with Russia. Roger Waters. <laughs> was he up to? I don't know. See, I never listened the pink floyd <laughs> so i don't either. give a fuck like <laughs> fuck them like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, always had, I always had something in my head that said you know what pink floyd is not gonna be that bad for you my guy so there, there's there's my reason right there you had a sixth sense <laughs> apparently i always liked uh you know like the classics like the wall and such you know you get uh, you get some of the classics like that but you know maybe maybe i don't like that anymore <laughs> 
that. War. I want to know who else is in the montage for the war criminals. It just says Joe Biden. Is it a montage of just Joe Biden pictures? Probably. <laughs> like, I, I swear they so. love that dude more than, like, people that actually <laughs> like him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love the nicknames they give him, though. Sleepy Joe. Brandon. Oh. I don't know. Sleepy Joe's kind of hard to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It gives me, like, uh, like Pokemon vibes, like Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joe, you, you don't want to fuck with Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jay-Z invests in robotic pizza truck. Jay-Z <laughs> runs the venture capital firm Marcy Venture Partners, which he... Co- co-founded in 2016 alongside Jay Brown and Larry Marcus, and the company has invested a whole lot of money in a whole lot of different companies. MVP recently invested in maybe their most important subject yet, a robotic pizza truck. Stellar Pizza, which is run by some former SpaceX engineers, just got (laughs) $16.5 million from the VC firm as Restaurant Business Online reports. Who has... Who runs that, you think? Who has, like, a really deep love of restaurant business that they have a whole online, like, magazine for it? It's just like the, uh, the Garfield guy <laughs> who, uh, who opened up the Garfield restaurants. It's oh, exactly oh. what it sounds like. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you know the about guy? the Gar- Garfield Eats or whatever. Uber Garfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. He opened up, like, a bunch of, like, brick-and-mortar locations for like, Garfield Eats, you know? He was the... He had... He had backing from like his rich family, right? <laughs> I thought it's he had just like Saudi like Arabian money or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like that. The automated food truck can make a pizza in five minutes using an automated system after the order is communicated through a mobile app. It would have the capacity and ingredients to produce. 420 pies before having to be restocked. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, are they hot and ready, though? (laughs) I think they are. Are they really? While the robot can make the pizza, a human person will have to be on board to cut and box it. (laughs) Well, Uh, (laughs) what's the point? Uh, it's not even worth it anymore. <laughs> I'm not even interested. SpaceX. You, as it, soon as a human element comes into play, this sucks. This isn't even a real yeah, robot. <laughs> is it even? Yeah, is it even robotic at that point? <laughs> Just cyborg elements. <laughs> a cyborg pizza show, not a robot pizza show. Um, that's the only re- music news I had. Um, <laughs> real, a real piece of news: the Mario movie trailer. Oh, Hot takes, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so we watched it live. I had I had a couple of friends in the Discord who watched it live. And uh I think I think the biggest thing for me is I was just waiting for Mario <laughs> to come on on screen specifically and say a slur. Like that's <laughs> the one that's the one thing. It would have been better if he did. <laughs> really subversive to the genre (laughs) like i don't know i was talking about it earlier i think it's honestly crazy that they have they have like charlie day and they have jack black and they have uh uh, michael key yeah 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 so it's like they have this like crazy all-star cast and then they got chris pratt who's (laughs) like Hey, Nerd it's me. I'm fucking Mario. <laughs> like he, he has no charisma. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because his name is Chris, and it kind of sounds like charisma. <laughs> he has. I don't like it. I heard I love, uh... from somebody on Facebook that they're trying to get crowdfunding for the original voice actor. Like, he's, he's on cameo, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to, like, crowdfund cameos to redub his <laughs> line? Yeah, I saw this. And I'm like, oh, God. that is hating to the highest caliber. <laughs> Like, yeah, I get frustrated with something in the media I don't like, and I just say, "Well, I guess that's just gonna suck." They're like, "We're gonna redo a whole movie." Yeah, <laughs> like, it reminds me when they uh when they bullied the studio that made the Sonic movies, the live action Sonics. Yeah. And that changing, was a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> changing the design for Sonic. We're gonna do the same thing, but bully Chris Pratt out of his whole role. If they could do it, I, yeah, I'd be happy if they did. It worked for Sonic so yeah i don't mario's a tough 
character to voice, though, in general. Like, Chris Pratt was not the pick, but it's hard, you know, (laughs) anyone besides the original guy that does it, it's hard to imagine a voice to him for me. Or, like, a crazy stereotypical Italian accent. That works every time for me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you could just, like, literally go on YouTube, be like, Mario impersonator, and get a better voice (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's fucked up is in the Transformer films, they kind of do that. (laughs) Instead of paying the guy who's always voiced Optimus Prime to do all the lines from scratch, they hire an impersonator. The impersonator, he does all the lines for the movie, and then they hire Peter Cullen to voice over his lines in the same case. Cadence. So they have to pay less for him. I've never heard of ghostwriting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's disrespectful, to be honest. It's highly disrespectful. But why did I start talking about that? What are we talking? Oh, yeah. Voicing Mario. Mario. Fucking Mario. To give it some positive spins, the rest of it was good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of this movie, I can tell. It, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad kind of shocked me. Yeah, no, he, he nailed that shit. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, it. absolutely. His, I couldn't ask for a better casting for that. His voice is pitched up a little, though, right? There's no way he can just do that with his voice, right? I, hey, <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Ride. Yeah. I'll yeah. do it. You'll do it. What? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just like the movie. Illumination should have hired me, to be honest. <laughs> that just the Bowser ship coming in, it looked kind of crazy good. I feel like I haven't seen really good animation like that in a while. Because Disney yeah. shit has been a little mid lately. Like it looks good for sure, but this looked like it had art direction. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like hard to do like really smooth looking sh- like cartoony shit. Yeah. But like not make it just like dog you're like reflecting every light source ever because like, you're, you're so smooth yeah <laughs> somehow yeah. bowser looks like jack black how'd they do that <laughs> and mario he even he looks good to me like i like his yeah. design i feel like a lot of people were really upset about the mario design they were like oh it looks wrong there were a like, lot of people that were prepared like to hate it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It looks like Mario. Like, <laughs> it looks like a person. I'm sorry. It's just like, what do you want? Like, I, I don't know. Like, Illumination. I know people give them a lot of shit because they made the minions, but I'm just saying, but the rise of Gru. Come on, guys. People wearing suits <laughs> to that Despicable Me like, is a legitimately a good movie. I'll say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Illumination isn't a, like, they don't produce the best stuff a lot of the time, but I feel like this will be their shining achievement. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They got They put the work in. So, I don't see why not. Um, Yamoto seems happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It looks good, everybody. Look. (laughs) Stop (laughs) making fun of it, please. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Puke Reviews. Puke Reviews, we're talking about the latest and greatest in music. This stuff just came out, man. Except the Counterparts record, which uh, leaked online a week early. Well, I mean, it <laughs> technically still came out. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it did actually come out today. Yeah. I love that. Is his name Brendan, the vocalist? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was telling people, just go listen to it. Just go pirate it. Just tell me it's good. It's like, I've never seen that take <laughs> before. I appreciate it. I, I feel like yeah. Everybody says it internally, but no one is ever like that open about it. Yeah. Like no one really cares. I mean, yeah, people care, but I think some people are just like, I want you to hear it. 
that's it. I think when the Dance Gavin <laughs> Dance ones leak, I think they were like a legitimately mad about it. Like, oh yeah, no, they're they're pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like just chill out, man. Uh, people who are going out of their way to listen to a leak of your album probably bought some shit from you. Exactly. Good. You need that stream, that one, <laughs> two streams. So first thing we're gonna talk about is action adventure levity. Play the clip. Chicago's action adventure is the pop-punk band you didn't know you needed. The dynamic five-piece are all multi-instrumentalists who have been playing together for nearly a decade. Their sound and lyrics are influenced by established post-melodic hardcore bands. They grew up listening to, like, Senses Fail, Four Years Strong, and The Story So Far. The group's head-nod-inducing tunes have gotten attention from the alt... Head-nod-inducing? Is that... Yeah. The best. That, it, I wouldn't have written that like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, the group's head nod inducing tunes have gotten attention from the alt scene tastemakers like Alt Press and Kerrang, who have noted their sound includes crunchy guitar riffs and tight drums and heavier riffs and growly, sometimes drawn out vocals, respectively. They secured a slot in Van's Warp Tour 2018. Cool. I was in the same vicinity as him then. Was uh, that the buy, or is it? Are you not done? Oh my bad. Oh yeah, that that was done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. That was just like their bio, right? Yeah, from Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny being having a bio written about you. Yeah. Um, I hate bios. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot because it's just like cheap advertising to me. Because yeah. it's just like, how much music out there has crunchy guitars? That's not like a defining. <laughs> and this is not a disrespect to them yeah. at all. It's just like the way that we describe music is tough sometimes. <laughs> and it's just like, you just reuse like the cool phrases and stuff. Yeah. Hey, um, anyway, no sidebar. Disrespect, <laughs> no but, disrespect uh, at all. <laughs> at the very bottom, it says posted by action slash adventure. So they posted that bio themselves. <laughs> Well, I mean, I get that. <laughs> I wrote our bio for, like, ever, and then, like, finally got someone else to write it after, like, we did something. <laughs> head nodding, inducing. Sure, I was nodding my head to it. It's pretty, uh, pretty good song. Levity. Uh, yeah, I dig it. It's fun. It's got energy. <laughs> I think it's funny that he talks about wanting more weight on his shoulders. It, the trope is always, oh, there's so much weight on my shoulders. Like, this genre... <laughs> talks about that constantly there's always a lyric about it and i i think about it every time like oh there someone's shoulders something's on someone's shoulders this he just wants the gains <laughs> yeah this guy wants more <laughs> on his shoulders <laughs> he's like i need something serious man it's cool though i yeah. dug it like i'm as a lot of people that know me know i am a very big pop punk critic <laughs> like i like specific kinds of pop punk and i yeah. push away other specific kinds of pop punk but i think they do the pop punk that i like because it's like kind of like meteor which yeah. is not a way that you should describe music because <laughs> whatever you know just like i just said before <laughs> you know? <laughs> whatever um yeah it's just like it's got a little bit more like weight to it pun intended i guess there um, <laughs> where it's just like it's built like they said like you said in the bio it's like they were influenced by like senses fail and like heavier stuff and four years strong or whatever so it's like, you know, it's coming from like a more hardcore place and I always enjoy the pop punk that does that. So yeah. shout out to them on that. Yeah. Honestly, I would I would tend to agree. I, I uh I actually found them like I don't know, whenever they started posting to TikTok actually, which is kind of funny. Um I found them via TikTok. Yeah, their bio was like, mentions it. They had like a viral sixty second song. So I I liked them like a while ago and I was like, Okay, this is like pretty cool and I, I'm the same exact way. I'm super I'm very particular, particular about pop punk specifically. <laughs> um I used to be super, super into pop punk. And then, like, once I wasn't into pop punk, I did not like pop punk at all. So, like, anytime you get something that's, like, that vibe, um, I'm like, okay, you know, it, it's pop punk. And surprisingly, like, I don't know, this 
between the two pop punk tracks that we're kind of going over today, like they might have been my two favorite, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like of the whole homework. Like I was kind of like surprised. I was like, okay, like this is a bop. Like, uh, like go in, you know. Like the production <laughs> wasn't, you know, wasn't, you know, what I expect from pop punk, where it's like that, uh, like super weird poppy vocal stuff over like a very generic guitar, <laughs> yeah, soundtrack. <laughs> like it was like genuinely, I was like, okay, this is like cool. Like this is like you guys are doing your thing like i super appreciate that so like genuinely it was like it was really cool to hear that well speaking of the next track we should go over it uh magnolia park misfits featuring taylor acorn play the clip secret that epitaph records has been the breeding ground for some of the most legendary punk acts in existence that's facts breeding ground and magnolia (laughs) park carry and magnolia park carry on in that tradition with their highly anticipated debut full-length baku's revenge since forming in orlando florida in 2019 the six-piece act have released an ep mixtape and handful of singles and toured with everyone from some 41 to simple plan as a way to bring their upbeat brand of pop punk to the masses uh magnolia park is a band that i know the name but i've never listened to them and yeah this is another pop punk track but it has so much energy and momentum like it's a really fun listen i really like this one this might be my favorite track uh release of the week for just how fun and how much energy it has i i would say that levity probably takes my favorite track but misfits is like a close second like i've never been a huge magnolia park fan even though they're technically local to me uh but this Mm. song i was like kind of going into it like okay you know it's a magnolia park song and then i heard it i was like hey yo this is like this is sick like they really uh kind of up the ante with this one it's like super infectious and and really cool and like i said like when it comes to the more pop punk sounds that we were going over this week like i was super surprised to really like it as much as i did so shout out to them for putting out a track that's like this fucking good i think for me i liked action adventures mm-hmm. like variant of pop punk yeah more than this one <laughs> not to say that this is like just it's just not my lane of pop punk yeah. but i think the lane the, what they do is very good for if you're digging that lane of pop punk like i like the variety in having the feature which is great um just different textures in their voices they work well together and then the breakdown at the end of course is just like much different like for pop punk in general and for them like i've listened to like their other singles and stuff and you know they hadn't screamed before so that's a you know cool new avenue yeah so um definitely like i think it's a dynamic track for them for sure and definitely shows growth and is really cool just to see how they've changed already in such a short time but i definitely think i like action adventure track a little bit more than that (laughs) all right well you know two for action adventure one for magnolia (laughs) park (laughs) it's not a contest we don't have to do that (laughs) we can all be friends they're both good (laughs) well let's talk about i met a yeti cthulhu and play the clip cthulhu Orlando, Florida's five-piece progressive hardcore outfit, post-hardcore outfit, I Met a Yeti, has made waves in the genre with their EP titled Camp Yeti, a five-track venture into the concepts of identity, relationships, and internal conflict. This seems kind of old. They've had quite a few singles since Camp Yeti. But, uh, yeah, I Met a Yeti, we know him, we love him. Kevin, obviously, <laughs> you know them very well uh, from the Woodland Creatures part of the scene. And this new 
track. I really liked it. I think it's yep. fun. It's a cute little love song type of thing. And uh, Daisy, as always, sounds incredible. Her lyrics are like mysterious and metaphor laden as usual, which I always like. Yeah, yeah I really dig it. Yeah. Um, they were playing it on tour, and it took me a second. Like I was listening to them, like this sounds familiar, and then like <laughs> it got it got to the like like kind of the ending there, like where the switch up happens and it gets really groovy. Yeah. And I was like, yep, I remember this one. So yeah, they were playing it on tour and it was cool then. And it was cool to like hear it in like a, you know, studio capacity now. So, you know, shout out to them for like kind of being a good force in the scene. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the scene that I, my band happens to be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for me with this song, like <clears throat> that opening guitar riff is super, super infectious. I mean, you get to the 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 lyrical lines. I think it's you you can touch me any way that you want to. Like that's such an earworm. Like the line before that, the line after that is like such an earworm. And then the switch up at the end as well with like with the synths and stuff. Like yeah. it's such a cool track, like through and through. I would say though, for me personally, I think I like a little bit more of that like weird, darker, metaphorical stuff that Daisy has gone with in some of the other tracks in the yeti discography um mm. especially uh the other one that they played on tour <laughs> the, yeah. the, uh the andreas tour like i think that's my favorite yeti song ever um and this one just kind of hits a different vibe mm-hmm. for me um it sounds a little bit more of that like poppy love song like you said it's like yeah, a little yeah. bit more fun and i think it works uh, and the instrumental is really well really well written and uh daisy's vocals are really well written but at the end of the day i think the thing that always hits with me for yeti specifically is that like really weird like third person view as like a metaphorical story <laughs> in terms of like lyrics you know what mm-hmm. i mean that like daisy does yeah. Uh, yeah and this one just seems a little bit more like personal um and i think specifically that like that comes across really well in the track but for my taste i definitely think like some of the other singles hit a little bit harder for me but i will mm-hmm. give it to him that it's extremely infectious like it's been stuck in my head all day yeah totally i mean like i I get it for sure like i feel like yeti's songs are not necessarily not necessarily to say it's a bad thing to be a little bit more brooding and a little bit darker generally and if you heard that before like via camp yeti and the singles after this one is gonna be a little bit of a surprise i guess (laughs) in a way just a little bit but not that much because i mean like we kind of made that help that transition i feel like with our fucked up feature on <laughs> opulent your feature is so good though <laughs> that's probably my that's favorite that. single they put out since camp yeti i, I love i made flowers <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. so it's like i feel like we kind of lightened the mood for him so it made way for, yeah, the, for this point. pretty well i think that's just me personally i'm not trying to take credit about <laughs> anything that they do at all but yeah it's just i think it's a cool avenue for them to like not be as dark for a second and you know have that like i guess jovial lovey thing going on Fun for song. a second but i'm sure there, yeah, there's gonna be so much more like prog <laughs> mess going on like whenever the record is actually finished and God. i'm looking forward to it for Do sure i want it to be finished <laughs> every time they put out a banger single my only thought is where the album at yeti where the album at <laughs> where it at though oh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Are you cool <sighs> with just singles? You're not like an album person. No, I'm totally an album person. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. Uh, you know, I'm super, I'm super close with Daisy. Daisy and I are really good friends. So you know, I don't, I can't speak for them, but I'm not. I don't know if there is uh, an album coming down the pipeline or not. I mean, that's okay if there's not. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just kind of doing these singles because it, it works for them and yeah. they're able to like tour on each single. Um, but it, yeah. as far as I'm aware, like I think it's just like singles for now it's a singles market so i mean it makes total sense for people to like singles or eps it out you know like for a while it's it's fully my intention to be selfish when i say i want an album (laughs) (laughs) disregarding all marketing strategies and search engine optimization (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right we should talk about absinthe father moving forward and i'm gonna play a clip of the song bells
Absinthe Father. It just says, Alternative Pop Country Shoegaze. I forget where I saw this, but I saw the name and I thought it was funny. So I was like, <laughs> all right, let's talk about it. Do either, have either of you seen this band or, I think it's a solo DIY act. I think so too. Yeah, because it just shows this one person in the pictures. Yeah, I didn't do that much research, but Absinthe Father whole album it's it's a very nice soft album with some unexpectedly rugged edges when it wants to bring the energy but overall i found it really chill and enjoyable to listen to just some nice listening yeah Yeah, i I feel like i don't have a whole lot to say because it's like this one's out of my wheelhouse for sure yeah i guess as far as just like i have listened to records akin to this but (laughs) it's just not my like not my immediate thing to go to so Mm -hmm. it's like i had it on and i'm just like yeah there's cool moments for sure um i couldn't really like say anything too specific and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way yeah um I just, you know, it was it was enjoyable to listen to, and I didn't want to turn it off. And that, I think, for somebody that's, like, out of their element, I think is important to just have as a quality of your music, you know? It's <laughs> like, if I'm not familiar, and I didn't hate it, and I didn't want to turn it <laughs> off, that, that's a W. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, I just wish I had more time to listen to it, because this is, like, absolutely in my wheelhouse. I love that, like, kind of vibey, weird, like, softer kind of feel. Um, I expect... <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but I've always, like, gravitated towards the weird country folkish aspects to music that may be a little more, like, softer, a little more, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a stretch calling it, like, kind of an emo vibe, but maybe an emo vibe. Yeah. Uh, a little bit yeah just like like i said a little bit just more the vibes less than the music itself but it's something that like i wish i just had more time to listen to i think i was only able to listen through this album like twice before we went over it and when i was going through it like it was hard to pick out a moment because it is very much like a stew on each moment kind of album you have to like listen to it quite a few times uh i think i had the same thing with like some of the other albums i listened to this year there was like a ah yeah 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 so like the the split from wind words and yearling and also like overgrown walls of mirrors and also valley hearts heal my mind like those three records gave me the same vibe you know it's like it's a little bit slower but there's a lot of really cool moments so you have to actually like listen to it a bunch of times to really get something special out of it i feel like personally so i think this is something i will come back to to listen to a couple more times um i wish i had more to say about it than that at this particular moment but i wasn't able to pick out the things that i loved about it other than i just really really like the overall vibe yeah i think that's fair yeah i feel similarly but i probably won't be going back i'm kind of in between you two like it's definitely not my usual type of music i listen to either but you know i just put stuff like this on the on the uh review docket sometimes so it's not so monotonous with the rock music and oh, yeah. that type of stuff we fucking reviewed drake earlier this year um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kevin did you like Dr- the new drake album i think i, I, saw- I thought it was passable you thought it was passable <laughs> yeah we did not like it on here <laughs> like, no, i think me, casey and jackson <laughs> we're like nah this sucks man i'm uh, like beats cool i can yeah. put it on not paying attention to a single word he's saying. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the squeaky boots beat? The oh, I love squeak- that. Shit. You like that? One? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, like unironically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Zombie Shark, Born From A Wish, and I'm going to play a clip from the song Idiot Machine. Zombie Shark, an agonizing and tortured cyborg created by 
a blistering cacophony of, sorry, cacophony of electronics <laughs> and drums brimming with the mesmerizing pop vocals and distorted gabber kicks. They're just making stuff up. Weld together with metal and flesh, the cybernetic being creates songs that are chaotic and disorienting, yet at the same time ethereal and dreamlike. Uh, cyber grind. Zombie Shark is a cyber grind band. I don't know how to how to describe whatever it is. I don't. You couldn't show like you know that meme account on Twitter that's like showing a Victorian child memes <laughs> <laughs> or memes to show a Victorian child. Show a Victorian child cyber or zombie shark and see what they get from it because <laughs> it's a wild sound, but. I gotta yeah. say, I loved the record. It's super good. I did pre-order their uh, cassette. <laughs> I really enjoy this record a lot. It's a lot of fun. They Z- Zombie Shark announced the title of the album like a week before it came out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I haven't seen Everything that Everything is fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Zombie Shark. About fast. <laughs> yeah. He put out... Uh, one of the songs was a single... But he he didn't say the album title. He didn't say this is from this new album coming out. Nothing. And then last week, all right, guys, here it comes. All right. <laughs> cool. It's good. It's great. That's uh, cool. Yeah. I dig it for sure. It's like I don't really listen to a lot of cyber grind. I don't really listen to a lot of grindcore either. But yeah. it's just like in in that, like, I feel like I don't get it. But that makes me feel like I get it. <laughs> at the same time like it's like the weirdest thing where i'm just like i'm listening to it and i'm like damn 12 minutes went by and i was like that was hard but i don't know i really don't know what happened like, like, <laughs> but it's like i mean that in the best way like i truly do think that like cyber grind is a really cool genre it's a really cool like kind of semi-movement that they're kind of doing it seems yeah. like and like i support it I'm just like kind of over here because I feel like I don't fit in. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely something I'm following as much as I can. And I'm glad I checked this out. And it's it's just really, if you like abrasive shit, you have to listen to this. Like, you just have to. Abrasive, but also very fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, totally. It's like abrasive can be fun. It's just like abrasive just means it's like it's fucking rough, but you can like that shit, too. (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly like i kind of agree to some of it to to some of it and some of it i don't agree like Mm -hmm. i i will give it to it was fun i listened to the whole thing i listened to it like four times and i was like i I don't know what the fuck is happening but uh okay like let's go like (laughs) but i've never been like a big fan of you know what, what do you even call this genre it's cyber cyber grind. cyber grind cyber grind yeah i've yeah. never been a big fan of cyber grind like i know like uh, like i think i was trying to i was talking about this earlier with some friends and it was like they were like bringing up like thought crime and stuff like yeah. that it's like i don't really get it but it's like i listened to this and i was like ah uh, i don't really care about metalcore mm-hmm. and this kind of has some elements of metalcore but it also has some elements of like you know like the edm stuff and like yeah. Yeah. shit and like it's kind of like chaotic and like a good way and i was like you know what maybe this is what metalcore needed like <laughs> i don't give a shit about metalcore but i you know i was never a big fan of you know cyber grind but this this is kind of sick like <laughs> like I, I i went into it being like i don't know about this and then i came out of it like i don't know about this yeah <laughs> listening to it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah totally so props to them it's it's a cool record uh i think i again once again i will be coming back to this to kind of like see what's up you know right. try, try to make something of this <laughs> yeah and props to callous Dowboys. they are always propelling these smaller artists like showing them off like shouting them out on twitter i would have yeah. not ever found zombie shark without the cows Dowboys twitter account so i think i was told this is uh why can't i remember his name Corey. Corey, who does the yeah, art for his, his name's mm-hmm. Corey. yeah yeah for like uh he's done like adventure stuff and like yeti stuff so i think yep. this is his project which is cool too so shout out to Corey. yeah uh, he made the art for this album which is really cool because it's creepy as fuck um, oh yeah it is sick the cassette I I secured is translucent red. It will go really nice. well with that. That's so sick. All right, let's talk about the last thing on our list for this episode: counterparts, a eulogy for those still here. 
And we're gonna play a clip of the song, uh, Whispers of Your Death. <laughs> Parts. There's an anxiety in life that comes from knowing there isn't anything to do but try to prepare for the inevitability of change. And sometimes the only thing that can make a drastic shift or an ending more difficult is to see it coming. On their seventh full length, a eulogy for those still here, counterparts set out to capture that surreal space in between and in the process pushing their sound to its greatest extremes to make their most definitive statement as a band. Counterparts, mm -hmm. obviously, pretty legendary in the scene. They've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is their newest record. Frontman's a, a meme man. You probably <laughs> see a lot of posts from him, even if you don't know it's Counterpart. Uh, yeah. Eulogy for those still here. Very dramatic. The lyrics and vocals are kind of crazy good. I read through the whole album which is something i don't always do when we review stuff i try to but this one i made the time because i could tell there was a lot of there was a lot of thickness to these lyrics <laughs> there was a lot to unpack and chew on mm -hmm. it's super good all the way through i didn't have any like low points on the record the album art also insanely cool <laughs> I, I love looking at it to me personally not like a crazy big fan of metalcore to begin with yeah. i would say for the most part of this record I, I mean i try to listen to it like three or four times and i think sworn to silence and a mass grave of saints were like the two songs that stuck out to me but the majority of the rest of the record was just kind of like i've heard this riff before i've heard the sound before it's metalcore like yeah. and like i really tried because i've never been a huge counterparts fan to begin with and i'm not a metalcore fan to begin with so it's not something that really uh pertains to me a lot <laughs> yeah. but at least those at least those two songs stuck out and i was like okay like this is sick this is cool like i would genuinely like sworn to silence and a mass grave of saints i would listen to those songs like a lot more times but everything else like just didn't really capture me yeah but otherwise like it didn't sound bad it was cool like i listened to it multiple times without any issue and you know for metalcore as someone who doesn't like metalcore like yeah i fucks with it at least enough you know <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah i dug it a lot i'm like a casual counterparts fan like in that i've listened to like the last few records and i have some of them on vinyl and i'm like i enjoy this but i'm like i haven't seen them i don't think live yet yeah and like i don't really read their lyrics because i generally if i'm listening to, like metal i don't care about lyrics that much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like unless it just like i've listened to it to the point that it's just like absorbed into my body <laughs> but like i never really read it unless i make it a point to and so i was like i haven't really for counterpart stuff and i know this one's like a lot about it his cat and everything like that and yeah like means a lot to him and everything so i'm like i'll read it eventually kuma. yeah r.i.p kuma for sure but I haven't read the lyrics yet, but I did just listen through it a couple times, and I'm just like, yeah, I like this. It's good. There are high points. There are, like, like regular points. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, the two songs that Ivy mentioned were definitely on my liked list, um, and a few more that I did like a lot, because I feel like I like their, like, brand of metalcore. It's a little bit more hardcore-influenced, so, yeah. like, you don't have, like, I mean, you still have, like, the breakdowns with the double bass and stuff, but <laughs> you kind of have a little bit more of, like, a, a Yelpy feel to it and then like the guitars are a little bit more angular like in like a like the leads are like, like stuff you know it's like kind of weird yeah. you know it's like exactly it's not, <laughs> it's not like straight zeros all the time or whatever um so it's like i enjoy that aspect of their their brand of metalcore hardcore or whatever so yeah it's cool i like it a lot and I'm sure I'll come back to it. I think it's probably like one of my favorite like scene kind of records this year, at least so far. Because there's not that many for me right now. Yeah. And I couldn't <laughs> tell you any like off the top of my head. It's like I've just been listening to a lot of other shit or like old shit. So Yeah, <laughs> uh, I agree. Well, uh, that's all we got for this week's episode. Kevin, I, I keep looking at your profile picture. Is that Driver? <laughs> uh, probably. Because... <laughs> 
I don't know. Like, I've never seen the movie that it comes from. <laughs> but the meme is, I'm going to just start staring at motherfuckers. And oh, yeah. I yeah, literally, driver. I can't. <laughs> I can't, like, not identify with that at any given point. <laughs> I think about it, like, once a day, to be honest. For real. Exactly. Like, And so I'm like, you know what? Discord is silly shit to <laughs> yeah. me. So I have to just embody that. And it's been nice. Every time I log on here, I'm just like, yeah. That is that is how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that I'm just gonna sit and stare at motherfuckers makes perfect yeah. sense for that movie. <laughs> That's all that fucker does. That movie's crazy. That's so popular. But I, I mean, I, I like it, but it's a little I feel like overhyped. I have to watch it at some point. I yeah, guess. it's it's an okay watch. But it is funny how he just does not say shit. Um, <laughs> all right, so Kevin, you have pulses, obviously, and you're at yeah. antiquation on twitter mm-hmm. and then ivy you have new witch's tongue coming up here in november question mark or is it this it'll be october? it'll be friday october 28th okay Ooh, okay halloween uh yeah and probably at probably ivy on twitter i'm pretty sure it's, it's at new witches ivy but oh, yeah. yeah my okay. name is probably ivy okay <laughs> um, <laughs> i get that shit mixed up all the time and uh i'm at me and puke obviously if you want to follow us you'll know when new episodes are coming out or if we're missing a week which <laughs> not optimal but sometimes it happens people all right that show business um <laughs> show biz, baby on the patreon last week we dropped the first episode of discog topsy where we talk about limp Bizkit, the origins and their first album uh just one of those days (laughs) that's that's the next episode so yeah yeah, uh the one dollar tier and up you can get those bonus episodes every week so check that out thank you for listening uh rate us blah 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 and have a great day Bye bye bye